last time on the Dude Catholic Podcast. Adrian, actually, this is a perfect time for a story. And, and um... today we finish that story. This is found in chapter nine of my book. Um, so there's a young boy who is uh, out with his family. They are, true story, um, young boy out at a park. Um, the, remember when we can go out to parks? Yeah, I don't either. Um, and, <laughs> oh boy, I just went out of the house. So um, young boy uh, out, out at a picnic with his parents and, and, his, and his siblings and they're at the park and he finds a, um, an advertisement for a, um, a strip joint. And there's two Indeed. topless women on this, on this, uh, on this image here. And he immediately goes and takes that and brings it to his, his older brother, his, his, his younger, his older sister, excuse me. He says, he says, I found a yucky picture. And she says, go show your older brother. So he does. And then he says, okay, show it to me. So he, he, he leads him to, to it. And the older brother immediately takes it, rips it up and throws it away. This begs two questions. How was he, how was the older brother able to rip that up immediately? And two, how was the younger brother able to immediately go talk to his older, his older sister? Well, mm. it has to do with the fact that his family, in their family, they were raised with a healthy understanding and also to be able to see the body in appropriate, healthy ways, naked, to see the body correctly right mm -hmm. not all forms of nakedness are bad not all forms of nakedness are bad porn as what some people want to say here right so let's give some practical practical suggestions you're in your house right let's say you're using the the the, the bathroom right your your kids come in right i've had my young kids they don't Apparently they have no idea how to knock, right? Okay, that's fine, right? Um, and I'm more about the smell, right? I just don't want the smell going out, right? But they they come in. Let's be very frank here, right? Okay? Yes. If it was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for us, right? So, um, and they didn't have air. He didn't have air freshening. So he. So anyway, they come into the bathroom, and 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 obviously you're taking care of business. Our response should be like, "What are you doing? Get out of here!" It should be, "What's up?" Right? It's a little stinky in here. What do you want? Right? Um, what's going yeah. on? Right. Or, you know, you're getting out of the shower towel up. Hey, and, and I, usually it's one, <laughs> one kid is, is being mean to the other one. Right. And they're upset. Yeah. Maybe. Not, not usually, but that does happen. Um, I'm so sorry. How can I help you with that? Right. So it's talking normally. We normalize the body here. Yeah. There's, a no, there's a normalization. Here. We don't want to freak out about this. Right. And then when, if, if this, if this is our normal way in which we as a family handle this, then when those feelings again become eroticized, then we can talk about them. Okay. Tell me about those feelings. Tell me about what, what feelings you might have in your body. It's not wrong to have those right now. How can you now the, the different ways in which you're feeling about that? Um, how could you respond to that? You could respond in a selfish way, right? And this is, we, and I do believe, right. Especially at probably age 11, um, or maybe 10, Yeah. In a, in, a, in, a, in a healthy way is to talk about pornography, right? Just because this mm -hmm. stuff is very prevalent. It's not if our kids are going to be exposed, it's when, right? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's in, in the definition for pornography, and, and this is uh, one of the best things I've ever, ever definition for pornography want to run from, and then I'll give you an example of how to talk to kids about this, is one, um, it's any image, written or audio that's trying to get us to use another person as a means of my own selfish 
sexual gratification. Ooh, we, that's, that's worth repeating. Okay, so pornography is any image, written, audio, or visual, that's trying to get us to use another person as a means of my own selfish sexual gratification. Yeah. Right. And Adrian, if we think about it, like this is way bigger than just the internet. This is all over the place, right? If, mm -hmm. if Marvel movies and game of porn, right, is just trying to throw agendas in here that is contrary to our dignity as human persons, contrary to the Catholic faith, then we as, 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 um, as husbands and wives, as fathers and mothers have to be hawks on this, right? We're not our, I'm not the friend. <laughs> if you're not called mean by your kids at least five times a week, then you're maybe probably doing something wrong. You heard that, okay. doing it right, yeah. <laughs> right, and, and so from that whole thing, right, is uh, I love the example Matt Frad gave. He just, uh, his son actually, they were driving around and his seven-year-old son in the back seat um, popped off, dad, what's pornography? Because clearly it hurt his dad talk about this enough. Mm. And his dad, um, like to get his mind clear said, um, what's that? <laughs> what was it? What was the question? Just to kind of get, get a yeah. couple more seconds to think through it. It was repeated. What's pornography? And I, he gave a great explanation. I think it's beautiful. He says, well, imagine you saw a picture of your sister, right? And she's smiling in that picture. How would it make you feel? Adrian, mm. here, I'm going to pick on you, Adrian. Adrian, how would that make you feel? Happy. Happy, right? Really happy. Well, if you saw that same image, uh, saw an image of your sister and she was being hurt by someone, how would that make you feel? Sad. Sad, right? And, and, mm -hmm. and, and hurt myself. That second image is pornography, right? No way, no how is pornography uplifting the dignity of a person. No way, no how is it helping a person who's in the image or the video or whatever you want to call it and uh, the person who's seeing it to be a gift towards the other person. It's actually stealing mm. joy here. And that person, whether you know their name or not, whether you've ever met them in person or not, is your sibling. There, we have a common humanity, we have a common father, we have a common mother in Our Lady, right? Um, and this is very, very important for them to start recognizing the humanity here, right? And when they do this, the likelihood, if we have this education about the body, and an education about gift, and an education about, um, about the common humanity of, of wanting to serve and recognize people who look different than us, maybe they have a different skin color than us, they're the same on the inside. They, have a, uh, they, are, they are a human being meant for, to be treated with dignity and respect. Then anytime, because there's been an intentional, careful instruction about pornography itself, they're gonna reject it. And the fourth yeah. piece, very, very important. This is really, really important. Chapter 10, chapter 11, my book, heavily goes into this, um, is on beauty. You must, must catechize your children about beauty and connected yes. to what is beauty. Beauty is that which should ultimately uplift us to God. Ultimately, a revelation is that which, when we see it, pleases us. And we got to be careful with that notion. That's Thomas mm -hmm. Aquinas because, well, Maxim Magazine pleases me so much be beauty. No, you're a moron. Okay. No. <laughs> um, it's this notion that beauty itself is not in the eye of the beholder, the objective truth about beauty. And again, we can, we can unpack that if you want, Adrian, but within mm -hmm. this here is the education in the beauty, because it's not about simply having coping mechanisms like web filtering software or uh, accountability software, right? Those things can be deterrents. 
but it, but the human heart's going to go where it wants, right? And if we're formed yeah. in ugliness, which pornography is ugly, and per, and ugliness steals joy, so thus porn steals joy, and so from here, right? If we've been formed in ugliness, well. I might have a blocker or, or some sort of accountability software on my phone, but guess what? My other friends uh, are not, and I can just borrow their phone. Or I'll go to the library and I'll look at pornography there, right? For freedom of information, right? So there has to be this, this, this education in genuine beauty. And then let's compare with, appropriately so, the lies here. Teach them how to see the body correctly here. because. We are naturally and supernaturally drawn to beauty. Nobody says, hey, there's a sunset. Okay, it's too much. Turn it off, right? <laughs> they want more of it. We want more. We're built for it, right? So the more that we train our children this and expose them to the beauty of it, Adrian's Sorry, loving I'm, I'm losing it. I'm losing it right here. <laughs> I'm thinking about a rainbow now. Yeah, nobody, nobody's like a uh, double rainbow. Pfft, that's boring. Can we get in the car? Well, unless, unless we've been programmed to not see beauty, then we might have that reaction, right? Yeah. And so there does need to be an increase, maybe a, um, a, um, a rediscovery of the sensibility of the senses appropriately so, right? To be able yeah. to perceive. And, and right now, actually, uh, like after you're done with this podcast, don't, don't finish it yet. Right. But once you're at, done with the podcast, like a ton of museums right now with this quarantine, I just saw actually this morning, um, uh, the Vatican has, has made a virtual walking tour of Raphael's works. They were going nice. to uh, release to the public, but now seeing all of his works that are in the Vatican and they're gorgeous. They just gave me so much. Like, I don't even know where to go, but, um, but I guess just kind of, Kind of thinking about this time, you know, bringing it back to the quarantine and and, and whatnot. Um, my wife and I were talking about this and how it can, how it's actually been kind of a blessing for us, you know, spending more time together and and just just being able to reconnect and work on those most essential relationships that we have in our lives. You know, that that's something wonderful. That's a great opportunity that we have, and a great opportunity to speak about these things with our with our own kids, you know, it's, I, I almost felt like kind of patting myself on the back because when you were talking about, you know, the, the good image, the bad image, like we, we've been talking about that with our kids and we've been trying to, mm -hmm. trying to model it. And, 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 you know, we're not perfect and we fail a lot, you know, we fail every day, but they see their parents making an effort, you know, to loving each other, making an effort to make a gift out of ourselves for, for the beloved, you know, and if we're doing that enough, um, man, like you said, like do it 50,000 times a week, you know, because if they're not mocking you for it, if they're not able to say it, you know, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm like I'm stealing from uh, Dave Ramsey here, you know, when, whenever he's talking about work culture. Um, if if you can't make fun of the boss, you know, if you can't, if they're not mimicking you, then you're not doing it right. You know, because they're they're starting to learn catchphrases in the classroom. I, I teach Spanish, and so one of my little catchphrases yeah. is uh, "It's pero like why," you know. And so I notice that even students that are not my students say that that little catchphrase, you know. And so that that's kind of a sign that you're you're doing something enough that it's being repeated. And so if we're doing something enough in the home, it's going to be repeated for good or for bad, you know, and sometimes I do notice the bad stuff. And I think we notice that more than anything, but if you really pay attention, we'll see that, that our kids, our kids become like us, 
you know, and it's not because of anything we say, but it's because of what we do. And that's, and that's so, so important. When you were saying it, I was like, oh man, like that's so true for, for better and for worse. And I've seen both in my own household, you know, like I've seen them, I've seen them do the good stuff that I do, but I've also seen them do the bad stuff that I do. And they, they become little versions of ourselves and, and man, um, just, just on one thing that, that my wife mentioned and that I, that I, we kind of made a conversation about this, that the end of the world may seem terrifying to some people, but it may seem like a joyous occasion to others. You know, if the boss shows up and he finds you working, he'll end up saying, well, well done. done. Yeah. If not, then there's going to be hell to pay. True. True. And, 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 and that whole fact, like, this world is passing away, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The the time we have is so very short. And so will we view this as a gift and respond to as a gift or will we squander it? All right. Um, Everybody, nobody's rich. Nobody's poor. We all have 24 hours each. It's the question how we're going to spend it right to, Mm -hmm. to paraphrase a song from uh, Chris Rice many, many years ago. And, and I think this whole conversation brings us to the topic of suffering, right? Because, like Jesus, and I was, I was pondering this this morning, actually, I'm, I'm making my smoothie, I'm thinking about um, the fact of what we're doing this morning in our conversation, and I was thinking about the, you know, the, anyone who would be my disciples, anyone who must, is going to be my disciple must take up his cross daily and follow after me. I'm thinking about like, Jesus carries his cross, right? And he, he wants to carry his cross, which is our cross, because he wants to be with the beloved. He longs to do that. He yearns to do that because he is the bridegroom and his ultimate mission here on earth and unto eternity is to marry his bride. We being bride. Don't worry about gentlemen. You just have to put on a beautiful white dress. Don't freak out. No, (laughs) we are male through and through. But in relation to God, we are receptive. We must do this. Now, within this whole thing, then it's, it's the flip around that those who are closest to him especially we see this, all the saints, right? If you're going to love, you're going to suffer. Saint Teresa, Saint, mm-hmm. Mother Teresa, right? Um, who said suffering is a byproduct of love, right? And, and the more we draw closer to Christ, we should expect, we should not be, like St. Paul makes it clear. Do you think this is a surprise that these trials and tribulations are happening to you? No, this is expected here. Like we enter, in, and, and so this, most of us right now are experiencing suffering to a degree that some of us we never experienced before because we've got to confront the quiet. Right? You can only watch Netflix long enough in a day before you feel nauseous. You're like, I just got to turn it off. I've been watching too much TV, right? That's mm-hmm. suffering uh, arguably for selfish purposes, right? Um, yeah. To binge every once in a while, maybe if, as long as this wholesome stuff is not a bad thing, right? But, um, but from here, right? you there's a there's a calling to go deeper into ourselves calling deeper and i think this is especially this connects with our conversation on pornography right if you only had the eyes to see it and you only knew the gift of this time that god is giving to us we would go to him who has conquered all things who has made all things new and he would give you the fresh water to replace the crap that we've been drinking in this septic tank and it would well up in you unto eternal life, right? 
But the question is, are we willing to enter into that? Are we willing to go within ourselves to be silent with the God of desire and allow him to love us right there? Right? And that is the great challenge for all of us because there's, uh, if anybody knows MMA, right? Mixed, mixed martial art, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the whole notion of how do they get out of the match? Like, or how do you, how do you win? You get the opponent to tap. And there's a phrase, like uh, I saw one of my friends, he did MMA and he had a, he had a uh, picture of Jesus uh, wrestling the devil. And, and the line is Jesus doesn't tap, right? He doesn't tap out. Mm -hmm. And, and for us is, is an opportunity, even when we're weak, he'll give us the strength to be able to enter in and through this, but we've got to let go of the preconceived notions of how things are going to be. Cause it's possible after this quarantine, life may not be the same ever the way in which it was in, for a lot of us, January, 2020. Right. And it's yeah. ironic. I, I think it's no mistake. This is happening in 2020. What is 2020? 2020 vision to be able to see, to really, really see and not see as man, but see as God does. And we have an, a beautiful opportunity in this, right? And so yeah. if you are feeling anxious, if you're feeling afraid, if you're feeling especially trapped in, say, uh, uh, um, a hindrance for many, many years, right? Be it pornography or something else, right? Give that over to Christ. And it's like continue giving over. Be real about those motions and allow him to love you there because ultimately he's preparing you for something even bigger. But, mm -hmm. but do you have the eyes to see it? Yeah, and that was so key right there. Allow him to love you there. You know, it's that one thing that we want to hide from him so bad. It's the one thing we hope he didn't know about. It's the one thing that that we would want to keep to ourselves. Good luck. You know, and like you said, there's no such thing as private sin. It's always going to show up. So we, if we've been trying everything else, try this, you know, because... Everything else has been tried and failed. Just let him love you there. Yeah. Man, yeah. Steve, thank you so much for coming over and, uh, and, and helping us out with this. Because right now, it's, it's very much needed. It's very timely. And right now that people are, are spending a lot of time, you know, confined, it, it's a good opportunity for us to have an encounter with God and ourselves and see what needs to be weeded out. You know, to use the weeding analogy again yeah yeah thanks for bringing that up again i appreciate that no problem <laughs> so uh steve why don't you tell us where we can find you for those of uh for our listeners who may who may want to get in contact with you or or see what's out there in the pipeline sure so my main um <clears throat> main place to go is freedom-coaching.net you can find information about freedom coaching the ministry you can drop me a line there on uh instagram linkedin facebook Twitter. It's redeemed vision uh, based on the book. Also the books on Amazon, but if you shoot me a message through the website, I can get you the book for 20 bucks autograph copy. Happy to do that. And cool. then um, what else? Oh, and obviously I'm one of the speakers. Uh, uh, my, I do speaking engagements whenever I get out of my house. Uh, we'll probably do some, <laughs> some virtual summits, thing like that. And that's through vlpromotions.com. Uh, so thanks so much. Nice. Thank you for joining us. And we ask all of our listeners to pray for us as we pray for you. Ferrum ferro, acuitur. <laughs>